0: We use a ghoulish number of spoilers, so watch the movies first.
1: Second warning, we don't know anything about anything, so don't take us seriously while we take these movies seriously.
0: Today's movie is called Detention from 2011.
1: I like how your intro to today's movie was sort of cartoonishly manic, much like today's movie was.
0: Okay, yes. This was a very weird movie.
1: Okay, I feel like I could sum up my feelings about this movie in one sentence.
0: Let's hear that sentence to start us off.
1: Detention from 2011 is very much like if Scott Pilgrim vs. The World had taken meth.
0: You are very correct, but when you started that sentence, I thought you were going to say the movie detention is against drunk driving, <laughs> which is something the movie told us.
1: it did very clearly pop up an entire, like text message.
0: <laughs> we got texted suggesting by
1: the movie. that that even if you are suicidal, you should not drink and drive.
0: yeah. Well, it's, thank you, movie. That's good to know.
1: I mean, I feel like they did need to do that because the movie detention, Was not against many other things.
0: No, it was so weird. Um, You brought up Scott Pilgrim. I did. And I, midway through the movie, wrote the note, Scott Pilgrim attempt, which is what this movie definitely was. Then I circled that note later in the movie when I was like, come on, people. Yes. You're just doing Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Then I looked up when Scott Pilgrim came out, 2010. This movie from 2011.
1: Oh, yes. Very strongly influenced by Very Scott Pilgrim. intensely. If nothing else.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not just influenced, but they saw that. I mean, maybe not because it came out so shortly after. Maybe they were like simultaneously done, but that's impossible because this is so blatant. Yeah. They were trying to make the same thing. They were like, that was super cool. And they were right. And we want to make some of that.
1: But then they didn't do it right.
0: No, they didn't. They did something very weird. I mean, this movie is... It's surreal.
1: Yeah, but so is Scott Pilgrim. Yes. But this... I mean, really, it's like if you injected Scott Pilgrim with a whole lot of drugs. Like, it's so manic through the whole thing that for the first third of the movie, I could not figure out what was going on.
0: Right. Yes, I had that same feeling where one of my early notes is that this is an art film where nothing that happens is really happening exactly. It's just mm-hmm. more you kind of watch it and interpret it and try to decide what it's telling you, like how it relates to the theme or something. Right. But but not in that in a real artsy way, like it was all goofy silly stuff, but somehow not real stuff. I don't know.
1: I would argue that goofy and silly can still be artistic. Sure.
0: Like Scott Pilgrim. Like Scott
1: Pilgrim. (laughs) Although I'm sure there are people who would disagree about that statement. (laughs) But this just missed the mark a little bit. Like It just didn't quite hit the target it was aiming for. And-
0: A lot. Very often-
1: and I went through these phases where, like, for the first third, I was like, I don't I don't know what's going on. I'm not enjoying this because it's moving at such a fast pace that I can't, like, I feel like I'm sinking into quicksand.
0: Well, it always felt like it was leaving tons of things unspoken or unexplained. Right. And you're right. just like, okay.
1: And then in the second third of the movie, I was like, okay, okay, wait a minute. I'm starting to piece the things together, and I was getting ready to forgive it for the completely (laughs) manic, chaotic first third. I'm like, nope, nope. They're going to pull it together. It's going to be okay. And then they climbed into this
0: time-traveling
1: stuffed bear mascot.
0: Yeah, they did do that.
1: And they presented the theory that the daughter and the mother could switch bodies, but (laughs) Both be teenagers just in different time periods. Right. They didn't
0: switch at the moment. They switched one of them back into the past and the other one to now. Right.
1: So the daughter was in, who's like 17 or 18, is now in her 17 or 18 year old mother's body, pregnant with herself, by the way. Yeah,
0: back in 1992.
1: And the mother is now in her daughter's teenage body in the present time, which is what, 2011? No.
0: No, No. that's definitely what happened.
1: Absolutely not. I forbid this.
0: And then that's part of where my note of started liking it in the last 10 minutes comes (laughs) from, is that nothing ever made sense. But then in the last 10 minutes of the movie... Everything starts to tie together. It does. And like, there's this whole thing about this girl is obsessed with the year 1992 specifically. And it turns out that's because she's been living, reliving life since 1992 and not aging. Oh, no, no, she is aging. No, no,
1: she switched the body. Oh,
0: that's right. It's the mother. Right. She's
1: obsessed with 1992 because (laughs) that's when she was a teenager. Yes,
0: yes. But then also- Yeah.
1: (laughs) Here's the problem. Here's the biggest problem that I had with this movie. Everyone who went back to 1992, all of these 2011 teenagers who time traveled through the magic bear into 1992 got there and were like, this is amazing. (laughs) I never want to leave.
0: They loved 92.
1: And all I could think was, -uh." (laughs) nuh-uh.
0: But -uh." all I could think was the creator of this movie Was growing up in the 90s and really wants to be back there.
1: Why? I don't know. Why? Like. It's uh,
0: nostalgia.
1: Even at the beginning, when I hadn't realized that the movie was taking place in 2011, because there was so much 1992 nostalgia, even just. Yeah. Not just for the one character, but for. (laughs) the entire movie
0: yeah the way they presented 2011 we were like is this taking place in the 90s we eventually realized oh they're all texting each other that can't be yeah i was like
1: wait a minute no i was i lived in 1992 i was not text messaging (laughs) with my friends yeah it was so steeped in it even before they time traveled back and all i could think was oh the 90s were horrible (laughs) And then they time traveled back and were like, this is amazing. Overalls. Ooh. (laughs) No. She brought
0: those overalls from 2011, though.
1: She did. She paid $100 (laughs) for them in 2011 for her vintage overalls.
0: Yeah.
1: I just, it was, yeah, I don't know. I uh, Probably because I lived it and I didn't love it when I was living it. But I don't get the obsession with the 90s. Like, it's, there, No. No, well, Crisscross. They, yeah, criss-cross. they mentioned Crisscross. No,
0: <laughs> that was a really stupid concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I really like from the 90s. Basically, the late 90s is what I like. The early 90s is pretty sketchy. 92, yeah. for example.
1: 92, for example. It was that like transitioning from the 80s to the, early 2000s like it just that whole decade was just such a weird transitional decade yeah. and it was like to me it feels like a decade with no identity and now that. i'm wondering is that like how midwesterners think they don't have an accent
0: <laughs> yeah i mean there's definitely a thing i mean the the thing for me is it seems like there are a bunch of different identities of the 90s like the 80s we all know the new wave thing sure. and there's punk going on and stuff too but that like the new wave kind of look and the and those what are those folders called that you love lisa frank oh frank lisa lisa frank okay
1: <laughs> you've been watching too much tiktok <laughs> um
0: yeah so like all that stuff we all know that stuff and like that's the 80s but then in the 90s there's like there's grunge and there's cool leather trench coats and like there's there's like five different things
1: yeah wait when was the matrix from that wasn't from the 90s was it
0: 1999
1: oh we'll see late 90s yes
0: that's why i like the late 90s sure
1: yeah well when i think of the 90s i think of seattle grunge yeah but like i'm thinking of like 1996 and i think that's because that's when seattle grunge finally got to rural northern (laughs) minnesota right like you know i'm thinking of Jeans and, you know, big black chunky boots and flannel shirts and band t-shirts and stuff. Yeah. But that's from a very spef- specific location. Like, yeah, like you said, yeah. the 80s has this whole overarching umbrella theme. I mean, and the 90s does not feel like it, it has that to me. It probably
0: doesn't really. It's just that that's the part that stuck around and that we now connect with the 80s. But the 90s doesn't feel that way feels no. like a bunch of stuff yeah i don't
1: know like there's so many decades where if someone said dress like this dress like that i would know yeah, exactly the what 90s to do is
0: way trickier
1: and the 90s would be tricky i mean i would go seattle grunge i guess but yeah. there was there's just so many things and like when you watch this movie you see that because every character has this other they're all completely different but i guess they all you know when i think about it, i'm like oh okay she's dressed like blossom uh she's dressed like <laughs> yes
0: yeah. yeah, my was.
1: so-called life like there there were those
0: he's dressed like John Luc Picard
1: okay so let's talk about the premise of the movie is that is can there you, a premise can you summarize the premise of this movie
0: well I think you don't have any idea what's happening until the very end but I would say the whole real point of the movie is not not like any artistic point, but like is that stuff is happening that is the result of this time travel loop. Like ev- everything that happens, happens because of the time travel. And so it kind of wraps up with this whole, hey, I know that because it was the thing I saw before that hadn't happened yet and stuff like that. Like it's a time travel fun thing.
1: It is definitely a time travel movie. Although as you're saying that, I'm feeling very critical of it as a time travel movie in that 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 very common issue with time travel movies which is you can go back and change time but apparently this is the very first time they've done that this loop has happened because like they didn't know those things were happening until they went back in time and then it started happening and and in that case like really we happen to catch the very first time and they happened to solve everything on the very first time like well, of course it's a flaw with it a lot it wasn't the very first time, time because travel they
0: movies. the world blew up and then they went back again to before it blew up
1: oh yeah 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 okay so there were
0: two attempts okay but here's the thing first of all the bear just sent them wherever was appropriate they didn't even choose.
1: No, no. There was a thing. Didn't <laughs> I, you see? I know. There was like, the she she wiggled her hand a little bit on the glowy thing.
0: I did see her do that. The,
1: clearly, she was steering the bear.
0: <laughs> Except she was surprised where they ended up sometimes. I mean, it was the
1: first time she'd ever steered a time bear.
0: <laughs> I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying,
0: though. No, but beyond that, though, then you run into Billy- Old TV hand who has fly DNA because he touched an alien meteor that crashed to Earth at some point. Which Which has nothing.
1: Nothing to do with the movie.
0: Related in no way to any part of the time travel stuff. You'd think that would somehow connect. Also- Oh, except maybe the bear that they got from another planet was because the aliens came to Earth and brought the bear, I guess.
1: I guess. It was still a weird little sidetrack to take. And- why what why did his dad put a tv on his hand why <laughs> that's why did part it, of it why would why like, did he have a tv on his hand for like eight years of his life and everyone yeah. was just like yes that's normal well, and
0: it healed up his hand by being in there for a long time
1: why
0: <laughs> it's probably <laughs> deep artistic stuff about how tv heals
1: sure because <laughs> that's a common theme <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is common um and that's kind of where this movie was. Like, it's Scott Pilgrim, like, the meth you're talking about is, like, Dadaism. Like, they're just like, let's go nuts and have, this is what happens because it's insane. Fly DNA. All
1: right. I have to leave and no longer be part of this podcast because you just used the term Dadaism. And it's clear that this podcast has evolved past my intelligence level. Solange.
0: lunch. <laughs> This podcast is supposed to be about you taking horror movies too seriously.
1: No, I mean, I love that you did that, but clearly I can no longer participate. You have evolved past me. No, I I think I like that theory. I do.
0: And the bear was magnetic. Sometimes. Why?
1: But only sometimes.
0: Only when it was appropriate. (laughs) There was a lot of yeah. stuff, like, the first time they showed the bear being magnetic, like, what was happening in that scene? Like, it was just telling us the bear's magnetic, but I, I don't even know what was going on. There were so many scenes well, where I
1: they, had no so idea what things, was happening. There were so many things where the only reason something happened was because they needed to set up. They, It's almost like they wrote it, and then they're like, oh, in order for this to wrap up, we need, like... How are we going to fix this? And someone's like, well, what if the bear was magnetic? And they were like, yeah, but he hasn't been all this time. And they're like, well, we can just go back and throw in a couple scenes where he is.
0: Which is time travel. They went back in the script to set something up for later.
1: I I mean, it was
0: happening for them in a very real way. Yeah. Dialogue so hip, I can't follow it is one of my notes.
1: Yes, (laughs) this movie made me feel old.
0: Yeah.
1: And And it was
0: from nine years ago.
1: (laughs) So, this does bring me back to something I was thinking earlier. Like the 1990s, I don't feel like they have an identity that I recognize, right? Yeah. But then when I think about getting closer, you know, like, Going further, like, I don't really see... Uh, if someone told me to dress up like the 2000s, oh, yeah. I would have no idea. You,
0: That's a distance issue. You have to get further away for it to crystallize.
1: Right, for it to coalesce. So maybe there is an identity for the 80s. No, oh, excuse 90s. me, the 90s. It just hasn't, like, settled yet. It's still kind of bubbling. Yeah. Um, but it definitely did make me feel, like, old that all of these teenagers who would be 28 now (laughs) because they are millennials. Yeah. Yeah. They, their whole, everything about them, the way they interacted with each other, the way they talked to each other, to their parents, to anyone, the things they liked, the things they didn't like, the jokes they told, like everything about it was, I didn't get it.
0: Yeah. There were a lot of lines where I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to, to express like I don't even know are you making friends with this guy? are you attacking him? like they yeah, I couldn't even get the gist, yeah, so weird,
1: yeah, okay. can we talk about the vegetarianism in this movie? Riley, the main character, is aggressively vegetarian, but also not because she' she's
0: so vegetarian because
1: she in her speech about vegetarianism, like she Talks about how well some vegetarians eat fish because well you know we don't know fish feel pain and whatever. <laughs> but then every time she interacts with the Canadian guy who like stomps all over her during the debate, she then ends up eating like a hamburger, or a hot dog, or whatever. Like she eats yes, meat she multiple has times to
0: eat meat because she has been shamed and
1: yes she's must been recover by the Canadian.
0: To be clear, though, the Canadian is actually an alien who is a vegetable.
1: Yes. Which is like the the final scene of the movie. (laughs) It is revealed that Gord the Canadian is an alien plant being, and they are there to wreak revenge on earthlings who are constantly eating their children.
0: Yeah, again, that's something totally unrelated to the time travel, just another piece of insanity.
1: Just right thrown right in there for no reason. Yeah, honestly, I kind of enjoyed that. But, oh, so many non sequiturs in this movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, Also, so much vomiting in this movie.
1: Ugh, yes. I'd like to address one particular question that came up. Okay. How hard is it to be cool in 1992?
0: It's not hard. If you wear overalls, you're good.
1: Overalls and you know about (laughs) crisscross?
0: You know (laughs) crisscross.
1: Yeah. You know that thing where people call, call guacamole guac? I started that.
0: Yeah, which is, there's an interesting paradox there because, I mean, we should assume they were already doing that because people do that. But then maybe in their universe, it wasn't until she invented it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. You know, what we haven't talked about yet is the fact that the killer in this movie, through most of it, is a character from a movie- that is right. coming out in that universe. And there's a whole like meta scene where the characters in this movie yeah. go into the movie or are watching the movie that's about to come out, which is about characters who watching are watching a movie. a movie that's about to come out,
0: which, is, which about- is about
1: characters watching a movie.
0: Yeah. And I don't Again, that's something that that was one of my favorite parts. It was fun. To just, that it just keep, kept going deeper. And yet at the same time, there was no reason for it. And it didn't, I mean, I don't think it means anything. It might mean something about our obsession with media and something, something, something.
1: I love that this is the episode where Mikey takes things <laughs> too seriously. I, you know yeah. what? After the credits, the opening credits, which were mind-breakingly, painful to watch because they oh, were all yes. over the place yes. and they were unreadable and
0: yeah they were in the world of the movie and they just like <sighs> pan right by them and you barely could see them
1: after that i think that set the tone for me and i was just like uh through the whole movie yeah like i had a really you just hard have to time. let it
0: wash over you yeah can't figure it out which brings me to my question that has nothing to do with that just like how this movie works (laughs) right so elliot is the kid who was in detention for 19 years for something he did which again fun time travel element
1: that was my favorite part of the whole movie i think
0: That his storyline. And that he spent his time in detention working out the equation that figured out that the world was going to be destroyed in nine minutes, except nine minutes from now, but in 1992, which yes. doesn't even make sense because yes. that's the past.
1: That for 19 years, <laughs> 19 years at the same desk in the same yeah. detention room, and he's just scratching out a more and more and more <laughs> elaborate... Uh, mathematical equation not like doing a lot of math and then you know no 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 just over 19 years getting the equation written down yeah apparently he was doing the work in his head
0: well and that brings me to my question which is why didn't he age
1: i don't know
0: (laughs) that seems like a plot hole to me i just a guy who was around for 19 years not getting any older (laughs)
1: It was some kind of weird curse thing that he, you know, Mm. sort of like how there's the whole fly blood alien thing with the one kid. Like, this guy had some kind of weird curse on him because he was put, I remember the principal put him in there and said, you are going to stay in here until, I don't remember what. But it was something like, you're going to stay in here until you understand what you did or something like that. Which, would you you know, he had to come up with the equation but that apparently that curse made it so he didn't age
0: yeah although he could have I mean if he was 20 years older who cares but anyway it also reminds me of like the uh, the whole structure of the movie at the beginning Clapton is told or decides for himself, I don't know, that he has to either get an A or save the world in order to be able to graduate.
1: Oh, right. That's what Dane Cook's character, that's what the principal told him. Like He was going to fail unless he got an A or saved the world, Uh and those were equally improbable.
0: And yet, that's what happened.
1: He got the A because he time-traveled back in the bear and apparently was in 1992 for... Several months,
0: yeah, months or weeks or weeks, weeks I don't or know. something, yeah,
1: before the other people who got into the time traveling bear immediately after him,
0: yeah, because you up. know he twisted the dial oh, to be that time yeah, instead yeah, of the yeah, other yeah. time. That makes
1: sense, that makes sense.
0: That's what the dial is for, obviously, right?
1: I mean, the bear brought him to where he needed to be. The bear mm. knew, I think, the bear was God.
0: Hmm, an interesting angle. You're taking this too seriously.
1: I mean, he was an alien bear, but Thor is. Essentially an alien, too, and he's a god.
0: Yeah. I mean, this bear was basically Thor or Magneto.
1: (laughs) Magneto, that's good, (laughs) because sometimes he's magnetic. Sometimes. (laughs) I'd like to point out that this Saturday detention took place from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m.
0: Yeah, I have a note on that, too.
1: (laughs) On prom night.
0: (laughs) I mean, who cares about the prom night? It was (laughs) 12-hour detention.
1: Also, apparently... Getting out at 10 p.m. meant they would have missed all of prom. And I don't know about you, but at my school, prom was a lock-in. and We stayed all night long. <laughs> don't
0: know about that. Here's my thing, though. Partway through this movie, I developed a theory of what this movie was doing. Okay. Which is not accurate, but it's interesting anyway. Is that for a little while, it seemed like the movie was actually a mini anthology movie. Telling the backstories of each of these characters. Mm -hmm. Because it would put up a title card and be like, here's the story of how Billy got a TV hand. And you'd go back into his life and see something for about three minutes. Yeah. And then it would do another one and another one and another one. There were like seven or eight of those throughout the movie. And they were fun. They didn't make any sense, but it was an interesting thing that it really felt like anthology format.
1: Well, it's how they gave us all the little bits and pieces that we needed for all the threads to be tied together at the end.
0: Which is a cool thing. I like that. I
1: I think that there there was some skill to that. It was still more manic than I would have liked, but it I, I will admit there was definitely skill to how this movie was put together, how this story was told.
0: But well, why did Billy have fly DNA? I don't know. Huh.
1: So at one point I wrote this down. Riley and Clapton are prom king and queen dancing to Mbop, and her best friend is now 20 years older than her and dating the principal.
0: Yeah, that's No, that's married true. to the principal. Yeah.
1: And that sentence right there... Like, it's the heart of the this movie. Like, exactly. the chaos of that sentence is, is an example of how chaotic this movie was.
0: We should acknowledge that this movie was apparently classed as horror, which... Mm, I mean, there was a horror movie that they watched from which a serial killer came and killed some of them, but not in any way that was <laughs> scary or...
1: I mean, they were being stalked. It was just as much a horror movie as Scream is.
0: I guess they mentioned Scream. Yeah, because it was
1: almost the identical plot.
0: Yeah, there. And they pointed out
1: how, like, they definitely like lampshaded the idea that this was almost the identical plot to Scream.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly it's not the identical (laughs) plot. Well, no. That's true. No, this is very different. (laughs) But yeah, the the normal part of it was. The plot of Scream. But I like the part where they were getting kind of deep into that and the killer was starting to kill a bunch of people. It kind of went nuts and killed a whole bunch of people at once. And they sort of just blew it off and didn't care. At one point, they're walking down the hall and they shove some bodies aside and just keep going.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was was definitely in the comedic horror vein. Oh, yes. Um,
0: It was not trying to scare anybody.
1: No. But it did have a lot of gore. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of movies where it's... It's not about the scare. It's about the grossness. Yeah. I guess the only other thing that I have to say about this movie is the apparent lesson, which I'm not sure I would have gotten from this movie, except that they explicitly told it to me at the end. The only way to change the past is to change the present. That's deep, Uh, right?
0: What is that? Mean
1: that if you want to change your past, you've got to put your past in your behind, (laughs) a little Lion King shout out. Yeah, I don't know what it means, but they said it like it was definitely the takeaway of the movie. I mean, if
0: you have a time-traveling bear, that's reasonable, but...
1: (laughs) A time-traveling sort of magnetic
0: bear. (laughs) Yeah. In the real world, you can't change the past because it's in the past. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I don't want to see this movie again. No. But I feel like I would get a lot more seeing it again. Like, I would see so many things and start to understand them so much more. It's a movie you could watch several times, I think, and learn more every time.
1: Sure, because first of all, it goes so fast that watching it a second time, like you would be able to see things that you just missed the first time. But definitely knowing the whole story and going back and seeing the early parts, there would be things... That would you would appreciate more.
0: Yeah, Riley's shoe was in the trophy case. I still don't understand that at all, but well, I know if, how it got there.
1: Yeah, was it in there through the whole movie? Was there always a, a boot
0: in I think so, there? but I'm not actually sure. Because That's that a rewatch make any issue. Sense. Yeah, I don't know, but it was uh, still there after 20 years. So
1: yeah, I don't um, know. Yeah, I mean maybe, uh, maybe things would make a lot more sense if we watched it again. Probably. I don't know.
0: We'll never but know. We'll never know. <laughs> and so the reason why we're not going to see this again is that as silly and weird and kind of fun as it was, it was kind of hard to watch also. And just it just wasn't a necessary thing in my life. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. So I will give this movie two and a half Claire Danes's out of five because it's you know I don't even know what to say. I I don't know t- whether to recommend this or not recommend this. Like it totally depends on you. Like it's uh-huh. so weird and weird is fun. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it again.
1: <laughs> I am also not likely to watch this movie again although now that i think about it it's the kind of movie where you might like with the right person i might be like okay buckle <laughs> up we're about to go on a journey it and like journey. watch them watch the movie that could be entertaining <laughs> sort of like how we like to force people to watch land shark
0: yeah but because that's it's so for their benefit though watch
1: them watch it So I am also giving it a two and a half Claire Danes is out of five,
0: Okay. but
1: I am adding an additional half point because-
0: Wait, are you giving it three?
1: I'm giving it a three. Oh, okay. Because I feel like I might just be a little too old to fully appreciate this movie. Oh yeah, I know I am. And so I'm going to say if you are over the age of 40, you may or may not enjoy this movie.
0: But if you really like 1992...
1: This is the movie for you. (laughs) And if you are like a millennial, you might really get into this movie because it might be your kind of humor. It might be your kind of vision of the world. I don't know. It is definitely not mine. But I was not a 90s child. I was an 80s child. So, like, I am definitely the tail end of Gen X, disaffected. I would never have expressed as many emotions as these millennials did in this movie. Yeah. I will say, though, I liked hearing CNC Music Factory.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. That was one
1: of the few things out of the 90s that I actually enjoyed. Well, that's
0: good. Now, interesting twist. Let me tell you a little story. Well, yesterday, we watched The Blob and The Blob, and I thought that was really fun and cool, and I was thinking about it and going, ooh, can we do... You know, double movies and whatever. It just kind of passed me by a little bit. And then I went to look up today's movie, Detention. And when I tried to look it up, other movies also named Detention were getting in my way. And I went, oh, wh- wh- what? Yeah, I took my glasses off to say that. <laughs> I decided that this year we're going to do Evil Twins. And the evil twin of the movie Detention from 2011. What is it? It's a little film. Well, it's funny because originally it was going to be a little film called Detention from 2019, which is a Chinese movie, very historical based. I don't know anything else about it because I wasn't able to watch it. Because when I tried to find it, I got a different little movie, a little movie called Detention from 2019. Which may sound familiar to you, but it's not the same movie. I sort of
1: feel like I'm trapped in one of these detention time loops.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So this movie was, wow. Uh, It's barely on IMDb. And if you ever see it, you'll know why. You can watch it on Tubi, um, the uh, streaming network. And um, you watched it with me, as did Amy and Colin. So, that was fun that we got a whole party together to watch this movie. I
1: mean, for certain definitions of the word fun, yes. Yeah.
0: So, we're not going to do a whole review because we just did a whole review. This is just The Evil Twin. We're just going to give it a quick, uh once over? Um, what do you have to say about Detention 2019?
1: So, I am going to give Detention 2019 The Evil Twin movie one bottle of Jack Daniel out of five.
0: That's <laughs> a bottle of Jack Daniel.
1: It's just one. Yeah. There's no S if yeah. there's only one.
0: Yeah, I know. I know grammar.
1: Because it was it was uh, definitely one of those movies that was conceived of and largely created by a single person who was trying to root out some inner demons- Mm -hmm, And I, I have an appreciation for that. So I will give one point, but it was not well done in any way, shape, or form.
0: Well, that's true.
1: I will say that there is something there. Like there is a story to be told about the Catholic church and the inappropriate things that happened there and the trauma caused to children and all of that. But this story did not do it.
0: No, nah, it did not. Yeah, this movie, I mean, just to make sure you're watching the right one, it is not Chinese. It's in quote-unquote English.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: But definitely neither the scriptwriter nor any of the actors actually speaks English. So it I mean, they all, real interesting. No, well, to be yeah. fair,
1: they all spoke English, but none of them, <laughs> them speak English as a first language.
0: That is for sure. And couldn't recognize when they were getting it very, very wrong. Yeah. Which was hilarious. And I love that kind of stuff. That amuses me. So I enjoyed that. It was very much like the movie The Room by Tommy Wiseau. I just remembered his name. So if you're looking for that, this is kind of that. Only uh
1: (laughs) really, really traumatically delving into the horrific things that Catholic priests do to children. So, you know, trigger warning.
0: (laughs) Yeah, one of the quotes I wrote down, just so you understand the kind of movie it is, is, I oppose strongly to this kind of behavior, which was a response to being shot or someone else being shot three times in the chest. So it was good. Also, not remotely a horror movie, Mm -mm. but the image for it on Tubi is like a... Ghost lady, like, it like looks like the scariest horror movie ever. And uh, that's a lie. That's not even related to the movie in any way.
1: Oh, no. The picture and the description that's on there were of a movie that I desperately want to see. <laughs> this was not that movie.
0: Yeah, this is a... It's like a hostage scenario is all it is. It's like a thriller thing, except ridiculous. So, yeah, I'm going to give this also one bottle of Jack Daniel out of five, because it was fun to have fun watching it. But I wanted it to be over a lot sooner than it was.
1: Yeah. And it was only like an hour and 14 minutes long or something like that. It was pretty short.
0: Yeah. But oh, oh, the thing is, that was one of my notes is that it could have been 10 minutes long. Like, (laughs) everything about it was drawn out so slowly. Even like these action scenes were like, People are pointing guns at each other. They'd be, like, pointing the gun at one person, and then they, like, slowly drifted over to the other person be like, now I'm covering you. hmm It's like, what? it's like it was underwater. It was mm-hmm. so weird.
1: Somebody got shot, and another person's response was, God, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly like that.
0: <laughs> that was actually the exact same reaction that one of the girls had when the other one took a drink of Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do it.
1: But then they immediately got drunk.
0: Yeah, two sips. So
1: So. if you're going to choose between these movies- Oh, yeah.
0: This made me so appreciate the 2011 detention, like a lot.
1: Yes, very much so. All right. Well, what are we watching tomorrow?
0: Tomorrow's movie is entitled Cry Wolf from 2005. And I do not think it's a werewolf movie, but I guess mm. we'll find out. Luckily, though, we're going to also watch its evil twin, Crying Wolf 3D from 2015, which that has to be good. It's got 3D right it's in the name. It's 3D. So, Are you
1: going to provide 3D glasses?
0: No. In fact, I'm pretty sure I'm it's sure. not going to be in 3D. I'm sure
1: that will improve things.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you're going to watch that with me. You are not required to watch any of the Evil Twins, because I know that means 62 movies we have to watch. It's
1: a lot. A lot yeah, it's a
0: lot of movies. But
1: and these Evil Twins the are, are not quality movies, I don't think.
0: that's Oh, that's part of the fun I have not mentioned, is that I chose them entirely based on their titles without looking into how good or whatever they were, which normally I kick a lot of movies out for not being something I want to see. And so we saw stuff like detention. So yeah, Yeah. we're we're gonna be seeing some sketchy movies, but we're gonna find some diamonds in the rough.
1: I hope so. All right. We'll catch you
0: on the flippity flop. We're still doing that, right? We are now. Most of the time ASMR is about whispering, but there is a whole world of ASMR that's...